the obvious place to start is what is heartburn? So heartburn is it's actually quite simple. It's refluxing of gastric contents into the esophagus. It can come back up or maybe nothing goes down, just the acid from the stomach can come up on its own. It usually feels like a burning sensation in your chest. It could feel like uh, difficulty swallowing. It could have no symptoms at all. You, Up to 40% of people have no symptoms of reflux. So what can you do about it? It depends. If it's... Um, if you know you have it and it's very bothersome, we have frequent bouts of it, you can do lifestyle changes, dietary modifications, things like raising your head of the bed when you sleep. If you have you know, what's called nocturnal reflux, if you're having it when you're sleeping, you can avoid certain trigger foods, such as certain acidic foods may trigger it. Uh, foods that have caffeine in it are trigger foods, coffee, chocolate, uh, big culprits. If that doesn't work, then you can go to medications. I think over-the-counter is fine, like antacids, or even the over-the-counter uh, H2 blockers or proton pump inhibitors, if it's infrequent. If, you don't, if, it's, if you're having it you know, less than once a week, it's very episodic, that's fine. I think if you're having it more chronically, like two times a week or more, then you should probably be on a prescription medicine and probably be on it on a regular basis. Is there a danger? Long-standing uncontrolled heartburn has been strongly associated with esophageal cancer. If you have this issue that it's, it's frequent, it's persisting, a chronic, more than several months where you're still suffering with this, you should seek medical attention. Well, how do we go from heartburn to cancer? There's something in between the heartburn and then you asked me about esophageal cancer called Barrett's esophagus, and that is the kind of the, the, the pathway where a simple heartburn can lead to cancer through a Barrett's esophagus pathway, and that is where repeated bouts of heartburn over time can change the lining of the food pipe, and it can, uh, the lining can now populate with different cells, and you won't, you won't feel that. You don't know it's there. And that is the precursor to esophageal cancer is that Barrett's esophagus. And you need endoscopy to, buy, to, to diagnose that. The only way to diagnose that is with uh, endoscopy. It's not just simple heartburn symptoms with the burning, but the other things, people can have chronic cough. They can have um, hoarseness. They can have shortness of breath or what they think they're having asthma attacks. They could all be signs of heartburn as well. More on the atypical side, so not necessarily everybody has to have reflux or regurgitation or heartburn. So some of these other, what we call Outside the esophagus, symptoms can all be a sign of heartburn as well, or, re- or reflux, without having that typical... That just sounds odd. It does, it does, yeah. Excessive cavities, uh, chronic cough, hoarseness, asthma attacks, and I don't know why they're having these episodes of uh, asthma attacks could all be related to undiagnosed acid reflux. And how do you know if it's heartburn or actually something else? Most heartburn episodes will respond to medication for heartburn. That's one way you can tell. If it gets better on heartburn medication, it's probably heartburn. Sometimes heartburn will not get better on medication. doesn't mean it's not heartburn. It just means it may be one of the more of a resistant type of reflux or heartburn. Sometimes patients will need endoscopy, upper endoscopy, to look at the esophageal lining to see if there's erosions or breaks in the, in the lining. That's a telltale sign that it's, in the, it's reflux. We perform an endoscopy and we see esophagitis, inflammation, breaks, and that's reflux. But 
up to about 40% of people who have heartburn symptoms will have a normal lining. doesn't mean it's not heartburn or reflux. So there's biopsies that we can take that help us diagnose that. There's others, tests, uh, pH monitoring. We put probes down to the esophagus, and we can measure the acid reflux by actual numbers. What causes it? The most common reason for acid reflux is there's a muscle that separates uh, your esophagus from your stomach called the sphincter, and that muscle is usually the culprit in most of the cases of acid reflux. It's too lax, and it uh, doesn't completely tighten up at certain times, so it's a barrier to, to prevent acid from coming up into the esophagus. So when that muscle is not working properly, it's too lax, that's one barrier that's taken away so acid can come up more frequently. You could be born with it, it's acquired, it could be due to weight, overweight, high order hernias, anatomic problems can also add to it. It can run in families, but it's so prevalent that it could be sporadic as well. Switching gears now, let's talk about GERD. What's that? So GERD is more of a, a takeoff of heartburn. So GERD would be heartburn that's causing irritation or lining of the esophagus. So it's gastroesophageal reflux disease is what it stands for, G-E-R-D. It's heartburn that's not simple heartburn. Heartburn would be, I get occasional heartburn, it goes away. GERD would be, I guess, more, more of a worrisome, uh, more chronic. Chronic heartburn symptoms can lead to GERD and reflux and erosions. How do you know the difference? You won't. There's no correlation with the severity of heartburn, what you're feeling, and if I'm going to find erosions down there. No correlation. So, for instance, somebody can, let's say, have, you know, I feel heartburn once a month, and they can think it's a very benign thing. If for some reason that patient undergoes endoscopy, I can see a very severe inflammation of the esophagus versus somebody might say, doc, I get heartburn three or four times a week, and I can perform an endoscopy, and it could be no erosions down there. So there's no correlation with the severity of symptoms and what I'm going to find on endoscopy. That's scary. And finally, is there a typical patient for these issues? No, there is not a typical patient, not for routine heartburn. Now, when you look at complications of heartburn, like Barrett's, there is a typical patient profile that we look for. We look for a middle-aged white men, overweight. Some patients uh, more common have Barrett's end up with hyaluronic hernias. Um, sleep apnea could be associated with, with chronic heartburn as well, and Barrett's. So, yeah. I think you know, the obesity epidemic can lead to more heartburn. Sometimes you know, patients tight-fitting clothing, because I think when you wear tight-fitting clothing, you're putting pressure, intra-abdominal pressure, you're pushing things up. So sometimes we look at that and say, you know, well, wearing loose-fitting clothing can help with heartburn. You know, things like no eating before bed. Like you want to try and keep your stomach empty three hours before you go to bed. Because when you go to bed, you're lying supine. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're lying flat. Now you're taking gravity out of the equation. Right. And if you're eating a meal before you go to sleep, now you're stimulating the acid production in your stomach to start breaking down your meal. Now all that acid, and if you're lying flat, can now reflux up. So that's why these lifestyle modifications, no eating within three hours of bedtime, maybe eating, you know, this goes back to the original things you were asking me, maybe instead of having three large meals a day, maybe six small meals a day, not putting so much food in there at one time. Dr. Lichtenstein, thanks so much for your time and for the information on a problem that impacts a lot of us.